chilies. I am all better and I'm feeling great. It is sunny out. I don't have COVID anymore. Thank gosh. I have a fun episode for you. I hope you're all having a wonderful week and um, are energized and getting those things done like we talked about on the Instagram. Since I'm mentioning the Instagram, you should follow us at Real Chills Podcast. Follow us, subscribe, like, whatever the internet things you can do. Do them all. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all of you guys. And I'm so excited for this episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, It's a spooky ghost story. Um, from a really funny comic named Jen. So give it a listen. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Welcome to Real Chills. I am so excited for our guest today. This is someone I met out in Grand Rapids when I had the time of my life in your city. Uh, we Today we have Jen Fresina. Jen, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you can do the podcast. It was so nice meeting you out in um, Grand Rapids and it was just so much fun talking spooky stuff with you out there. Yeah, and I got a chance to see you perform stand-up, which was amazing so glad I got to be part part of Same. that yeah I got to see you do stand it was just a fun time shout out uh Dr. Grins it's an awesome place yeah but yeah I'm so excited you could be here uh whenever we do this podcast we always ask the same question to start and that is when it comes to the paranormal are you more of a true believer or a skeptic so I'm 100% a true believer I believe there's paranormal activity happening out there I love that. And and where did that start? What was like the first memory you have of, of being interested in the paranormal? This is a really fun question for me. I used to watch, um, I cannot remember the name of the show, but it was an aliens show on history channel with my stepdad. And I started watching that when I was like, not ancient aliens. Him. It might've been ancient. Aliens. <laughs> okay, Cause that's the big one. I don't know any of the other ones, but I, it most likely was, but I was like eight, nine years old when we started watching together. And I actually developed a strong fear for aliens. And sure. <laughs> for a long time, I thought I was going to be abducted by aliens. That's, I mean, if you're watching a lot of alien TV, that'll do it to you for sure. Um, yeah. Do you have like a specific episode that you remember from the show? No, not necessarily a specific <laughs> episode, but the I remember the fear got so bad that my mom emailed NASA and wrote about my fear for aliens and said, are there anything, is there anything I can do for my daughter to help her, you know, sleep better at night? Cause I wasn't sleeping. And NASA wrote back and said, oh, well, it sounds like you guys have a dog and aliens don't abduct you. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know if my mom wrote this or if this was actual NASA because it had actual NASA like signatures in the email that is so amazing I really hope it was NASA that was just like we're gonna help this family <laughs> it's yes. the least we could do oh man I love that you wrote NASA that is the cutest thing I've ever heard <laughs> oh my great. gosh yeah so okay aliens so not necessarily ghosts and that was your dad was your mom into to the paranormal or just your dad um just my stepdad I think so my mom was more into this is odd enough but demons and like spooky she had like a spooky bigfoot story she shared growing up and so then I became afraid of the woods and I I was just (laughs) oh for oh right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's really funny oh my gosh I'm definitely gonna ask you about your mom's bigfoot story later but before we get into that why don't we hear your story okay this is one of my favorite stories and it happened back when you would get, you know, roommates or, you know, dates off of Craigslist. So this was back in 2013 and 2014. I found a listing for this house that had a room for rent and ended up meeting one of my really best friends as an adult now. But at the time, I was desperate for a place to live. It was like 200 bucks a month and I couldn't say no. And the house was fine enough. But 
about two weeks into moving in, I started noticing like really, really weird things were starting to happen. I broke two mirrors within two weeks of living there. And (laughs) yeah, and it was just like really small things like doors that I knew were shut would be opened and my cat would just act super sporadic. And it kind of led me to asking the other girl who was rooming there, Sarah, hey, um, I know this is going to sound weird, but is this house haunted? Are, is there something I should know? There seems to be some strange things happening. And that's when I learned about Ratman. <laughs> oh, no, not Ratman. That's what they called the him, Ratman. Why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the girls that lived in the house uh, before me that had just moved out had a one of those hook and line locks that locked from the inside of the door. And I guess they had rats and this spooky entity really liked their pet rats to the point where one night it locked itself in the room with the rats to be alone with the rats, according to the girls. That's that's oh, their story. Wow. And it made a lot of sense because my cat would act as if there were rats and you could hear like rats in the walls or like what you would assume would be rats. There was no rats in the house whatsoever. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> There were maybe two other girls, I think it was two or three other girls that had rotated out of that one haunted bedroom. I moved into the other room because I didn't (laughs) want to be in Ratman's room. (laughs) And um, they had all left within like the first two months of living there because they were having too many weird incidents happening in this bedroom. And my biggest interaction with Ratman was how it was kind of processed or the rooms were set up is the three bedrooms were upstairs and this is like an old 1920s Grand Rapids house. So one of the original homes and there was like the weird setup for a kitchen, a small bathroom, and then this weird kind of offset room from the stairs. And we always kept the doors closed because just keep the heat uh, in and keep it from Mm -hmm. drafting. I was walking down the stairs and I heard my name. Somebody said, hey, Jen. And so I'm like, Josh, which is Sarah's boyfriend at the time. Josh, what's up? What are you, what are you doing in, the, in that room? And he goes, yeah, come on in. And I was so freaked out. I'm like, I don't think Sarah's here. Why would Josh be here? And I opened the door and there's nobody in there. No, that's so scary. It called you into the, the, it was the rat room? Uh, No, this was a different room. This was like the downstairs room. room. Yeah. And I, that was like the first time that outside of kind of the creepy incidents that I had, this was the first time something talked to me. And I ended up moving out of that house probably because it was month to month, probably about a month and a half later. Wow. You were like, it no. It freaked me out. Yeah. That is freaky because it's interacting with you at that point. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just acknowledged its existence. Does this mean I'm going right. to have more issues with the house? And thankfully, the only really other big kind of incidents that I would have would really just be I broke two more mirrors. So it was a total. How are you breaking mirrors. these? <laughs> like, I can't picture, like, are you dropping them? What's happening? So there? two of the times I hung them on my wall and they fell off the wall, which didn't make a lot of sense because it was the mirrors weren't near a door. One time I dropped it down, bringing a new one in from out, like I uh, bought a new mirror and I dropped it down the stairs. And then the fourth time is I accidentally shut it in my car door. And I had swore that I had like, because it was one of those like long body sized ones. I swore right. it was all the way out of my car. And I've never broken a mirror since that house. <laughs> or 
actually before that house. Wow. So it was very bizarre. I do feel like those long mirrors, not to give the ghost any credit, those ones are so easy to break. Like, cause my little brothers would help me move for college. And I feel like every single time they would smash that mirror and that, but that's just them. They're clumsy. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that is really interesting. Cause you know, if you're superstitious and that's like a lot of bad luck and also mirrors are kind of seen as, as like paranormal doorways. Exactly. But it's interesting that they're like breaking them you know what I mean like what is that and what was really strange so this has been gosh maybe eight years now I have not I've had the same long mirror for the last eight years since that incident so Mm -hmm. it was just very strange that I was somehow able to manage to break four different mirrors all within a span of nine months I think is how long I ended up living there oh that's I, I love that you called him the first of all the rat man did you know the did anyone that you live with know the history of the house or did you just assume by like the energy that it was like a dude so that's where it gets really interesting and these are all kind of hearsay stories outside of my experience from previous roommates so according to kind of the history of the house there was really only you know one or two I think it was two owners and the second owner pretty much inherited the house and she uh, did end up passing away in the home from old age. Mm-hmm. And at the time, before they started renting the house out, it was the entire upstairs was shut off. And there was an actual, I believe, a, either rat or mouse in, mice in fact, uh, Sorry. Delete that part out. Um, I believe it was <laughs> a <laughs> rat or uh, they had a mice problem at some point and they had gotten rid of all of the kind of vermin before my roommate Sarah moved in so that was probably a year before I got there they did in fact have an issue after she passed away so that was kind of the history so somebody did die there and our kind of thought process was the fact that she died in that home kind of was some sort of paranormal opportunity for somebody to pass through like it created a gateway into the home her death and a previous roommate had done a seance she was really into kind of like the witch yep and that is how they knew it was a man and that is what he called himself was rat man because can you tell us more about that were you there for the seance or do you know I really wish I was but I did get to meet her and I got to hear like the story from her and she just really mentioned the energy in the house was really kind of uh, chaotic, not necessarily bad or evil, but there was definitely some chaos around it and that he was a little bit aggressive during the seance. I was like, okay. That's so interesting. (laughs) Do you know anyone that still lives there or has everybody moved out at this point? No, they've, uh, they've all moved out and I believe they, sold it as a single unit home and somebody redid the inside uh, oh nice okay but every once in a while I do google the house address and see do the listing and see if it's still out there that's so funny but, oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> what but, are the other things that your your like your roommates experience or did you already um so a lot of it was Um, the lock on that one door would always mysteriously shut and they had to eventually take it off because they'd gotten locked out of their room several times. Others experienced the sound of kind of the tit-tat, tickle-tatter, I don't even know, the little tattering of the feet in, uh, in the walls and then loud door slamming and then nobody, I don't know if anybody else, I can't remember correctly, if anybody else had heard voices with the exception of me. So I don't know why I was so special, but that's so, and it was a man's voice because yeah. you thought it was your, did yeah. it sound angry or just kind of like chill? No, it sounded chill, but I called my roommate and I was like, is Josh at the house? And she said, no, why? I'm like, okay, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bigger problem here. Yeah. And yeah. did the room seem off? at all like did you just like leave immediately were you like I'm out after that it it felt kind of electric or almost like there was like static electricity in the room 
And I kind of immediately left after that. I was, I, unless somebody else was going to be there, wow. I didn't want to be there. I uh, bet you uh, something crazy would have happened if you stayed. <laughs> you would have seen a full ghost. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wonder about that too. And uh, as we're talking about this, I do remember one of the other things that did happen very regularly. There was an alarm system in the house and the alarm system got tripped mysteriously several times. Wow. We could not figure out what had caused the alarm to trip. And so we would just be either sleeping or, um, you know, one of us would get the phone call that the alarm system was going off. And that happened probably six or seven times within nine months. That's so creepy. I hate that more than the other stuff you've told me so far, because I have this like weird, deep fear that there's like someone living in our walls. (laughs) And I feel like tripping the alarm makes me think like, it's like just a person, Yeah, you know? Which is not a good thought. It's probably a ghost. Is that is that better <laughs> than, than a live person? Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people i.e. comedians they know and talk feelings every friday hear very funny people reminisce on ren and stimpy worry about the wizard of oz and emote over their emo phase check out feel feelings with danny and george a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them cops show up every time if you don't answer quickly enough you would have to be like oh sorry it was the cat yeah because we didn't know and there wasn't really any place that the cat could trip the the locations of the I believe they were higher up on the windows so you had to reach a certain threshold of the window to get this to trigger and I believe it was the front and back doors that had them and they were up high. So I'm like, the cat isn't able to trigger Jumping those. Up there. Yeah. yeah. That is it's really weird. spooky. It's interesting. They like the rats. I wonder if like the rats could see him. So it's like we're friends. Yeah. We never understood or figured out what the correlation between rats and Ratman were or why he was such a fan. <laughs> but he named himself like they're like, who are you? And he wrote Ratman. Yes. that's kind of cool like you know like dying and then giving yourself a superhero name super creepy name (laughs) yeah that's true there is no rat man too too weird could you imagine like what would your superpower be i don't know uh superpower like if i was a ghost I think I'd want to be able to write like with blood on walls. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> that is so traumatic. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I really want to be able to communicate, but I want to, I don't want to just like go into their brain. I want everybody to see it. So sorry. That's all I can come up with. <laughs> what whose blood, would it, whose <clears throat> blood would it be though? Oh, that's a good point. I'm not sure. It, I, I was hoping it would just appear like I could get it from Amazon or something like have it shipped in I I don't want to actually have to take it from anybody that'd be crazy if that was the deal like oh I really need to tell him something but I'm gonna have to go back to Fred and drain him of blood again that's crazy like Amazon Amazon Prime (laughs) yeah yeah right what would you do I think I would want to be able to like touch people and not they can't see me but I could touch them and like physically push them or you know be able to like put a force upon them I think that would be really fun to mess with people that way that's also terrifying though (laughs) (laughs) that one's true scary too (laughs) I think anything you do as a ghost is probably going to be scary most things except naming yourself rat man (laughs) fair 
But could you imagine just all of a sudden feeling like fingers through your hair or something? And you're no. By oh my God. Have you ever seen The Grudge? Yes. When that scene, so there's a scene in The Grudge for people who haven't seen it where she's washing her hair in the shower. Do you know what I'm talking about? And like yes. she like goes, it's like she reaches to the back of her head and a hand comes out of her hair. Yes. I, that scared me so bad. It like scarred me for life. I was so scared. That's how the ring was for me I have not recovered since that <laughs> yeah. yeah the ring is a great movie just start to finish is a really good movie my cousins used to pick on each other it was like little sister older sister drama and I was the same age as little sister but one time when my cousin went to sleep after we had all watched the ring but we weren't there anymore it was just her in her room my older cousin came in and scratched all the eyes out of her like Avril Lavigne and like Britney Spears posters and then turned on the the white noise TV. So she woke up in the middle of the night all over. Anyway, it was traumatic. You want to talk oh. trauma. <laughs> I would probably be in Pine Rest. Like we have a local, uh, you know, mental health hospital called Pine Rest. That is where I would probably end up <laughs> if that happened to me. Uh, it made her stronger. She's fine now. There you go. <laughs> just, a, just a casual prank. Yeah, it was totally cool. She didn't cry about it or anything. But yeah, that's so cool. This is like just a good classic like ghost story. Yeah, and what made it really fun is we had a re- we had a roommate that was really terrified of spooky things, and Sarah and I really didn't have that same kind of reaction towards it we were like it's weird but we're not so creeped out or scared that we would have these really intense reactions and we might have played a lot of pranks on that other roommate really (laughs) yeah funny (laughs) and it got to be a little like we were always really innocent with it but um sometimes she'd be in the kitchen and then I'd just like call her name or like it was kind of naughty of us but it was so it was so wholesome because she was truly when you get that sort of response from somebody and it's so loud and ridiculous it, it's hard not to want to mess it's around. so fun yeah to scare a scared person it yeah. really is that's hilarious so she probably thinks she was like tormented by this ghost but it was really you guys just like like rat man's on the ouija board like that wasn't me she did know she did know it was us but there was a couple of times where we would all have kind of roommate movie night and she always would fall asleep on the couch and there were probably three or four times where we were just watching a drama or some something really casual and a loud noise would happen and she would jump scare up from sleep on the couch and just like awoke from the dead and be like oh my god do I need to call the cops what's happening and we were just laugh hysterically <laughs> from her reaction to that kind of stuff oh <laughs> I was gonna say I thought like you meant like she slept overnight on the couch sometimes which is something I used to do but it, it, when I with my roommates but our house wasn't haunted I feel like it's really brave to stay in the living room by yourself when you're in in a haunted house. Oh, yeah. None of us really hung out in the living room alone, I don't think. It was always a social activity. Yeah. Or we stayed in our rooms if we weren't being social. Yeah, that makes sense. There's something about, like, the shared living spaces. I don't know. <laughs> it just feels more safe when you have other people with you. With a bunch of people. Totally. Are there any other stories that we're missing? Before I ask you about your mom's Bigfoot story, because <laughs> I want to hear. I will. There's a, a fun little side note about being afraid of aliens. Um, so my parents were out of town one weekend and my older stepsister, I believe she was 16 or 17 at the time, was babysitting my younger brother and I overnight. And I was still very much afraid of aliens to the point where like I wasn't sleeping very well. and. one night all of a sudden there's this loud blaring and this bright light pouring through my bedroom window and it's this weekend that my my parents are not home so I get out of bed I grab this like trophy off of my dresser as a weapon and I start screaming my head off for my stepsister and I'm like 
the aliens are here. I knew it. They're here. And I'm just bawling my eyes out and like ready to hide and fight with this little trophy that I found. And it comes to find out my my stepsister gets out of bed and she runs out the front door with a phone and it's going to sound bad, but we grew up around guns and a gun. <laughs> and it was drunk teenagers crashed their car through our fence into our backyard. Oh and that's why gosh. the blaring was happening because they triggered their airbags and that is what the light was, was the headlights from that car. Wow. That's yeah. so scary from start to finish. And what's funny is like, there was a moment where I would bet your stepsister thought that there might be aliens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Surely. Like, on her way not? out, <laughs> she was like, I'm, this is good. This is happening, you know? Especially when you've got, you know, an eight or nine year old that is like, like, I don't know, screaming their head off that aliens are finally here. I, you couldn't not think about aliens <laughs> were all the teens okay uh yeah I believe so and they also stole it was their grand one of the guys grandma's car so I think they went to jail for a little while too oh wow it was reported stolen that's pretty wild. serious yeah <laughs> not aliens just teens yep but <laughs> it did help because I I started to feel a little less worried about aliens once that happened um, but to this day, I do keep, you know, a little bit of tin foil next to my bed <laughs> at all times, just, just in case, just in case. <laughs> well, I love that. Who doesn't, we should all, <laughs> you know, be safe, rather be safe than sorry. Um, exactly. that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. It just makes so much sense to me that you would think they were alien. I would think they were aliens. How could you not the noise and the lights? Yeah. That's terrifying. You've had so many scary experiences in your life. I think those are really the only two that I would really call out as kind of really traditional paranormal, scary, spooky that have happened. And one was just drunk teenagers. So <laughs> kind of lucky. Which I do think is probably accounts for like 15% of paranormal uh, stories is just drunk teenagers. <laughs> that has to be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Cool. Okay. So I do have a story for you. Do you want to tell your mom's Bigfoot story? Or are you like, not, do you not know it that well? Cause I can just cut this out and we don't have to do it. I know the, I know the basis of it and cheap. I can, I can share it if you like. You don't have to, if you, cause you just, I feel like you mentioned it on a whim and I just, I love Bigfoot stories. So I'm like not letting it go, but if it makes you uncomfortable or you don't want to tell it, oh, no. I have. No, I think it's funny. And I, I remember it so vividly because of like, this was the age where I was really starting to believe in spooky things. Mm-hmm. So I would like to preface that I do come from a background of a little bit of like kind of white trash family. So their idea of fun was getting drunk in the woods and shooting. Oh, sure. <laughs> as one does. Those two <laughs> things are really good to pair, pair up. So you can't really know the level of intoxication and know if these guys were accurately you know either imagining it or if this was just they actually saw Bigfoot so the legend has it that there was seven people that went out they were our party and it was my mom my uncle and then some of their cousins and for some reason again alcohol guns make a good pair they uh, were just kind of shooting, shooting the shit, had a bonfire, and they started hearing moving in the back of their party. Like they heard something moving in the background. And so they all stopped partying and started to investigate. And according to five of the seven, there was this ginormous monster-like creature that was humanoid walking on two feet walking towards them and so they all open fire they're just opening fire on this thing mm-hmm. and they stop shooting and they go look for the body and they never found a body just a bunch of empty gun shells whoa yeah that is such a cool story oh my gosh yeah. 
Okay, so two of the people say they didn't see anything. Then. Right, yep. Yeah. And I remember and I was like, is this the same as, you know, you know, four out of five dentists? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think it counts because more did see it than didn't. That is such a cool story. Because like, yeah, yeah they're drunk. I don't I don't hallucinate when I'm drunk though. You know what I right. mean? For all of them to have seen the same thing. Yeah. Damn, that is. And that also made me realize that I think shooting the shit, that's where that phrase comes from, right? Going into the woods and just shooting stuff. <laughs> I just to. realized that. I didn't realize that. But gosh dang, that is like, I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. Because they all, they had to have shot. That was the other thing I was going to say is like Bigfoot was dumb enough to come around a bunch of drunk people with guns. That's crazy. Like, well, and I just, I, I always was curious about if my mom was messing with me or not or how realistic the story was because they talked about, you know, finding all the gun shells and, and finding all the bullet holes and really painted this picture of this really spooky evening that they had in the woods. And they were all talking about it. Like, I remember all of them talking about it and just not necessarily being hysterical, but they were all like kind of shaken up about it. and. I'm just like, are they telling the truth? Or like, are you guys messing with us kids? Like, I didn't know because they came back to really like, they were so animated about it. And I just remember not believing them, but then they were so, I don't want to say like forceful, but they were very like, adamant. Yeah, no, this, yeah, adamant. Yes. They were so like, yes, this actually happened. And then I started crying and mom's like, okay, I guess it's time for you to go to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? That's so funny. Oh my gosh. They would just traumatize you and be like, all right, bedtime. Deal yep. with this <laughs> with yourself. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny. Do um can I ask, uh, was this in Michigan somewhere in the woods of Michigan? Yeah, this was in Michigan. It was outside of the Lowell area okay where they were at yeah have you heard of any other weird things happening out there that's a stretch I know but no there was when I was in high school there was a bridge that we used to hear about in like kind of wives tales that there was like a devil bridge out there and I was 17 when we went into these woods to try to find it and it was creepy but we never found the devil it was just (laughs) well that's good I'm glad you didn't find the devil same Same. it's one of those things where like what do you do if it actually happens it's like the start of every scary movie we did a lot of dumb stuff in high school that I would not do now as an adult (laughs) sure that sounds cool though devil's bridge I love like wives tales like that um it's so interesting trying to figure out like where they came from yeah it's like someone was like practicing magic or witchcraft on that bridge or something like that it's so weird and water is like a like a liminal space where you're not like on land or like on a bridge where you're not really in water or on land yeah um, so that's interesting I feel like a lot of bridges get get that reputation because of that being portals but like water is said to have like a like attract energy or help like like there's supposedly more ghosts near bodies of water just because the energy from it. That makes a lot of sense. And you do hear a lot of spooky stories and see a lot of references to using water in movies and folklore and things like that when it comes to the paranormal. So I believe that. Yeah, it's super fun. I don't think any, I, I come from like a small town in the Poconos, if you've ever heard of that area of Pennsylvania. Yep. So we have, we have a lot of like dumb haunted like stories, but we don't have any cool, there used to be like what you're saying, a house that none of us went to. We were way too, we were nerds. We were not going there, but it was really run down. And it was said to be like the house of these like demon worshipers basically. And apparently like the cops found a bunch of stuff in there and like if you went in, you would see a lot of like demon worship stuff still around. Oh. But um, none of us went in, so none of us know. But the road that was even that it was even on was said to be haunted. 
And I had a friend who even said like they saw ghosts when they were driving on that, which is so scary to see. Cause like, it's like a backwards road. Like it's funny coming from the Poconos to Philly cause Philly is tough driving just cause the roads are so small, but in the Poconos, they're so windy and curvy. Yeah. So, and mountainous. Cause is that where or near the Appalachian? Is that, yeah, or is that part it's of near it? It's not, okay. it wouldn't be, but it, there are mountain ranges like that around. Okay. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of folklore and spookies with the Appalachian mountains because of how old they are and how vast they are. So I, yeah. I have a lot of like fascination with learning about the different stories. Appalachia seems so cool. And they have a lot of witchcraft and magic in their yeah, heritage as well voodoo and uh if i remember correctly back in the pangea timeline that was connected to the scottish highlands so a lot of the the folklore are very similar that's really cool i never knew that yeah that's really interesting yeah it's like a thin thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> um do you want to hear the story i prepared for you I 100% want to hear it. I am really excited because I do this thing where I creep on the person that's going to be on the show and I try to find a story that I think you will find interesting. Um, And this one's not going to take too long. So I definitely think we have time for it. But did you know that the, um, so I saw you have a Corgi. Yes. What is your Corgi's name? I did. Her her name is Arwen. Arwen. Lord of the Rings reference. What is Arwen? Is she... She is an elf, elf queen slash princess. Yeah, that's awesome because we're talking about corgi folklore. Do you know any corgi folklore? I sure do. So you know all about this. Okay, so we're talking the legend of corgis and fairies. So that's why it's funny that she's named Arwen because yeah. elf. Um. So yeah. Okay. Let's see. So I'm reading this from the article corgi corgi folklore, which is hard for me to say for some reason. The Legend of Corgis and Fairies by Richard, published on the Smart Canine. Let's see. So, um, to truly understand this folklore of how fairies gave us the corgi, we have to go back to the 1940s when poet Anne Biddlecombe of Dorset, England, first published a poem called Corgi Fantasy. In this poem, Anne describes corgis as magical creatures developed by the fairies and given to the mortals as, as a gift. Not only was Anna a famous Pembroke Corgi breeder, but also the founding member of the Welsh Corgi League of London. Needless to say, she had a ton of influence in Great Britain's Corgi community. Um, so here are some stories of how it is believed that we um, got the breed, the Corgi. So the first legend of fairies and Corgis can be traced back to ancient times of Wales. Back then, these magical creatures lived in harmony with the surrounding woodlands of Wales. And while fairies could undoubtedly fly, they didn't have the stamina or wing strength to fly long distances. So their solution was to create a companion traveler who could ride, who they could ride upon to travel further distances. Um, So like a horse. So that's even, they call like, there some corgis have like brown in the middle and they call that the fairy saddle, which is really So my dog actually has the fairy saddle. Really? It does look (laughs) exactly like a saddle. She's got like the white markings that kind of outline it. It's super adorable that is so cute yep (laughs) um yeah okay so um one day the king and queen of fairies were riding their corgis and they noticed a family of humans doing hard and laborious work to keep themselves fed every time they rode by they'd see the same family working with little time to rest and enjoy life um the king and queen fairies were compassionate mythical creatures and were overwhelmed with pity and sadness for the humans but in that moment distracted by the depressing scene the king stumbled and fell off his corgi Quickly, the queen abandoned her own to tend to the king. And although the two fairies were fine, their companion corgis didn't even notice their fairies falling off. Instead, they continued riding off into the sunset, which is just a great image of the little (laughs) corgis, like, running into the sun. Um, So concerned about the corgis getting lost, the king immediately called for a search party to bring the two back. However, the queen stopped him, saying, there's no need. The corgis will find the mortal humans who may need them more than us. And of course, the corgis eventually wandered to the poor family's farm where the kids brought them into the home to show their parents. They instantly knew that these strange and magical animals were gifts from the fairies of the woods. From that point on, corgis became invaluable helpers on the farm and cherished by all people of Wales. <laughs> so uh, I love that so much. <laughs> so how did you, did you know the story before you got your, your puppy? 
No, I did not know until I started doing, I'd, I'd gotten her and started doing a little bit more research on, you know, training and things like that. And that's when I learned about the folklore. I'd never heard that extent, extensive version of the story. Um, I knew that they were gifts from the fairies and I knew that mm -hmm. fairies used to ride them into like battle and things like that. Is what yeah, I there's a couple different legends. So there's another one. There's one where kids just find them in the woods. And they're like, I okay. Think that's, yeah, I think that was <laughs> yeah. the one I had heard, I'd seen. It was something about kids just kind of stumbling upon them. Yeah. So there's this one where, um, let's see, there were two, this one's aggressive. There were two fairy tribes, the Tywith Teg and the Gwilian fairies, and they just fought in one of the biggest wars in the mythical kingdom. In times of war, corgis acted as more than just working dogs and travel companions. They were the noble steeds that fairies rode onto the battlefield. They are quick enough to attack, but also sturdy enough to withstand the magical firepower, at least according to legend. Unfortunately, two uh, Tywith tag fairies were killed during this battle. So while the tribe was having the funeral for the fallen fairies, two children playing in the woods stumbled upon the ceremony. Overwhelmed with emotion, the tribe offered to give the two kids the corgis that belonged to the now-deceased soldiers. And as the corgis were passed on to the children, a fairy spoke fondly of the dog's talent, saying, they are trained warriors in their own right, but they are more than war warriors. They are great helpers to the fairy folk. Oh, so cute. I mean, as much as I love these stories, my dog needs stairs to get onto the couch and the bed. <laughs> well, that's because we're not fairy size. If we were fairy size, they'd be so low. Our, their stairs would be so much smaller than our stairs. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. But it is funny. I love this like Welsh tradition. Like in Welsh, the word, do you know this? The word core translates to dwarf and then gi is dog. So it's like little yeah. dog of dwarves. Dwarf yes. dogs. Yeah. Dwarf dog. Which is accurate description <laughs> of a corgi. So it's like, I understand where you're coming from, but I could also see like a corgi in like that horse armor that horses wear in battle, like running oh. full force. It is. It is really interesting. She is super protective, even though she's, you know, loaf size. She is, she does showcase like very protective um, mannerisms, especially against umbrellas and strollers <laughs> and loud noises. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> How long have you had her? Uh, I've had her for a little over two years now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you get her when she was a puppy or? grown up yes so I got her when she was eight weeks old oh my gosh that's so I cute know. and you named her an elf name before knowing the background yeah it was because of the ears and I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings I was like elf elf okay it's just and so it, perfect <laughs> it did it worked out it, it really did <laughs> she's laying next to me and I keep looking at her like talking about you she was listening in the background before she was like staring. We were like staring at each other for a little while. And I was like, wow, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but it's a lot of eye contact between the two of us. Um, that yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Is she yeah, a lot of it. high energy? Because that's how they describe it. Just like high energy, almost like cattle dogs for, for people in Wales. She's kind of lazy. Really? We, go, we do go for walks pretty much uh regularly unless the weather is too bad and then we'll play a little bit in the house but I do give her um she gets a lot of stimulation toys so she gets like lick mats and like Kongs Ooh, and she's different fancy. puzzle toys <laughs> yeah she's definitely my child you can tell but <laughs> well yeah that's how because on your Instagram I was like what can we talk about and I was like definitely corgis yes and I will <laughs> always talk about corgis it is really funny I did not know how popular of a breed they were until I got her and I've seen them everywhere oh yeah and I didn't realize how people reacted to corgis I my dog gets cat called on a regular basis it is so ridiculous I could I could see that happening yeah yeah that's so funny oh my gosh how do you deal with all the pressure having a little star <laughs> I'm used to it now, but at first I was like, is this for real? I, I'm like, do I need to hide you? I've had like people stop and ask me if they could buy her off of me. No way. Mm -hmm. Really? Just 
just out of nowhere just can I buy her literally a guy in a van driving and like stopped and was like can I buy your dog off of you and I'm like no guy in a van that's the craziest thing I've ever heard that is so creepy yes I would rather you try to kidnap me than like pull that no exactly I don't know just something about (laughs) it just feels it's like you think I'm just gonna give my dog up to you yeah exactly uh so she I did take her to the run fair last summer which was a a little bit of a mistake because people lost their damn minds we had we had multiple times where people formed a line to pet my dog like it was an attraction horrible (laughs) that is my social anxiety worst nightmare I could not Did she love it? Like, does she love everybody? Is that her? Oh yeah, she enjoyed it. I <laughs> hated it. We would get and and I started realizing I was like kind of becoming mean, and I don't like being mean, especially because I do like my dog, and I I want people like she brings people joy. But we would be walking to the bathroom, and everybody's like, "Can I pet your dog?" I was like, "I'm gonna piss my pants." No, <laughs> you cannot. No, give me a second. Wow. Yeah. Do you normally let people pet her? Like depends on the, on the like it depends on the environment um if we're at a park or you know in a public place where I'm just kind of moseying around yes that's fine but if we're either doing some training or we're you know we're doing like an exercise walk I'm like eh, no like we're busy kind of thing so that's totally also fair. just depends on the vibe the person's giving me to be honest yeah I get too nervous to ask to pet people I always want to but I just like, it's kind of like what you said. Like, I know if the, if they say yes, like I know the dog is nice, but I feel like I'm ruining their day <laughs> like where they're like, oh, I have to stop and wait. You know, I also, there are some people that are kind of aggressive about it and they're like, go to try to either like pet her before they ask or are just like really super high energy about it. And just like, oh my God, I can't pet your dog. I love corgis. I'm like, whoa, let's. Calm down. Breath. Take a deep breath. <laughs> like, it's, wow. Like you can't approach a dog like that either with that kind of energy because that'll make them nervous. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And then the fairies will put a spell on you if you upset the corgi. I should start telling people that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of part of the lore too that I didn't. I I listened to some podcasts about it, and like one of the things is like there was this legend that if you, um find a corgi and you treat it poorly then the fairies will come find you and like punish you for it um that would be kind of cool if that was for all dogs to be honest well that's what they were saying they think that it was like to encourage people to be nicer to animals like to not mistreat them but yeah yeah (laughs) that would be sweet I love that I love that you shared that story too because I love talking about the fairy folklore and people don't realize that there's actually stories about corgis specifically so it's fine yeah I was like so excited when I saw it I was like oh my gosh their name is little literally like little dwarf dog and um it's just cool this weird connection that they have the little fairy saddles and yeah just that it said that that's where they were created by the fairies so cool I love it (laughs) yeah Ugh, me too. I don't I don't know a lot of other dog lore. I'll have to look into it. I know like wolfhounds have a lot of lore around them, but I don't know. I feel like a lot I, of it's bad. Like yeah. If you see a black dog, it's like a harbinger and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know a lot of folklore either around dogs specifically. But I'm also curious now, so I'm probably gonna do some research too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then I'll have you back on and we can talk about it. Again. Yes. <laughs> well, dog lore only. Dog lore. Yeah. That Love would be it. really fun. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before I wrap up here? No, I don't think so. This has been so much fun. Thank you oh so much gosh. for having me. Heck yeah, I had a blast. I loved your stories. They were so they're like the perfect, like just spooky ghost. You had all of it. You had ghosts, you had cryptid and alien. I couldn't ask I- for more. I'm glad. I I really like to have well-rounded experiences in life, I guess. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, And where can people find you? 
So my Instagram handle is a little annoying, so I do apologize, but it is <laughs> at just dot Jen dot with dot one dot N. So it's at just just Jen with one N. <laughs> That's but it fun. is a little That's annoying funny. to type up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy to find though. Like once you Good. start typing, you, you pop up immediately. So, so yeah, okay. and we'll put that link in the description as well. So people don't have to type it right away. Um, awesome. But yeah, and you said you're going to get back out there and, and do start doing some more comedy at Dr. Grin's. Uh, not Dr. Grin's. I'll be doing some open mics um, and then a spot at, we have a place called the Comedy Project. So that'll be, I believe, April 4th. It's a Monday. And then the week before, I'm just doing a couple of open, open mics, work on some new material, brush off the cobwebs. For sure. Make sure I still, I'm still funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. You're gonna have so much fun. I always yeah. feel like when I get back, cause I'll definitely take breaks and stuff. And I always feel like so much dread for that first, whatever time back. And then I f- immediately after doing it, I'm like, that was so fun. I don't know why I ever stopped. <laughs> you know? It's like a switch, but yeah, you definitely, I get, I definitely get burnt out with it, especially if there's traveling involved or super late nights and coming home to work so but it's so fun I do love making people laugh yeah and you're funny and you should come to Philly I always tell my guests that come to Philly we can hang out it'll be a lot of fun yes and it's driving distance I know you flew here but I'm a weirdo and if I I was gonna say if you want to drive it (laughs) you're more than welcome to stay here but (laughs) I wouldn't drive it (laughs) cool okay well thank you so much for being on the show Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.